0: Hello, and welcome to Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Booksov, or just Dr. Book for short. I'm a community pharmacist and an herbalist dedicated to serving my clients in the best way that I know how. I'm bringing you this podcast to share with you like-minded pharmacists and herbalists that want to work alongside each other and share similar visions for patient care. Please enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Raw Fork Podcast. Thank you for being here. Today, I had the pleasure of talking to Dr. Gina Suarez, who is a pharmacist and a certified health coach. After a few years of working in retail pharmacy, she saw her physical and mental health declining due to stress and job dissatisfaction which led her to start her personal journey to health. Through self-taught learning, as well as pursuing coaching at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, IIN, currently Dr. Suarez helps women that work in healthcare to manage their stress effectively, have a healthier diet, and create time to reconnect with themselves so they can start living a healthy and fulfilling life of purpose. To know more about her work and health coaching program, you can visit her Facebook page, Facebook.com slash rx and on Instagram at Gina.Suarez.coach or you can email her directly at info at MintLifeRx.com.
1: Hi and welcome to the show Dr. Gina Suarez. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today. <laughs> We're happy to have you. So, in your own words, why don't you just give a brief background about yourself and where you grew up and how you came to be a pharmacist?
2: So, I grew up, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. So I've been here in Puerto Rico for all my life. And then I did a bachelor's in chemistry here. And then after my bachelor's, I'm like, okay, what should I study? And eventually I decided to go into pharmacy and I did it in Nova Eastern University, so NSU in Florida, and they had a satellite campus in Puerto Rico, so I decided to do my first three years in here, in the satellite campus, and then for my fourth fourth year of rotations, I went to Miami and did my rotations over there, and then stayed in Miami for about like six years, and yeah, and ended up back in the island now. But but yeah, my education was in Nova and then that's how I could like transition to going to Florida, which I wanted to go for a long time. So
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice spot. Mm-hmm. So what drew you to pharmacy in the first place? Well,
2: after doing my bachelor's in chemistry, I knew I wanted to do something health related, but I, I didn't want to be a physician. And I obviously loved uh, science, like the chemistry aspect, and then one day, a pharmacist came in to speak about pharmacy. I'm like, huh, pharmacy, it mixes the chemistry with the medical aspect of it. And I'm like, this sounds pretty good to me. So that's how I decided, okay, I'm just going to for pharmacy.
1: Nice. So after you graduated, what did? how did you find your, a job or where do you work now? How did you transition to pharmacy school to what you do today? Oh, my. That was a big <laughs> decision. <laughs> it's a, a long
2: way over there. But um, so, yeah. So when I was in pharmacy school, I I was really excited to be a pharmacist because I since I was a little girl, I was always saying, like, I really want to do something that I can help people. I didn't know how I wanted to help people or I didn't know how that would look like. But uh but yeah, I always wanted a career where I can help people some way. And then with pharmacy, I thought this is great because you get to be in the pharmacy and like talk to people. And mind you, I was only thinking about retail pharmacy at that moment when I first started uh, pharmacy school. And so, um, so, yeah, so I was very passionate about that. And then eventually I graduated and I wasn't sure what area of pharmacy I wanted to go even though I did rotations in in hospitals, long-term care facilities, compounding pharmacy, different rotations and everything trying to figure out. But right after school, I got offered a job at a big pharmacy, retail pharmacy, like most of us (laughs) do, right? And I decided to go for it. And so I started working there and... All of a sudden, I saw how different it was from my vision of being a, in, a, in a community pharmacy and making those relationships with people and just helping them out with their health as I thought I could help them out. I was obviously helping them, but not maybe as I wanted to. It was so stressful working there. I barely had any time to do anything. It was just, just filling up prescriptions all the time. I was actually super happy when we started doing the immunizations. Because that was my time to get out of the, the computer and just, like, actually talk to people and, like, listen to them and create those connections. Again, that, that was what I was really there for. And so after two years of working there, I just, I had kind of enough. I was so stressed out. My health started just, like, taking a big toll. The stress was taking a big toll on my health. I was not eating well. And that cost so many symptoms and different things. I started developing food sensitivities as well from all of that stress. And I, I had enough. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I forgot what I was there for. All of a sudden, it was just filling prescriptions and keeping up with metrics. And and I even started losing empathy for, for my patients. And I'm like, this is wrong. Like this shouldn't be this this way. And at the time, I had a a boyfriend who was a yacht captain (laughs) and uh, he introduced me to this world of yachts and traveling and one of my big passions is traveling and having freedom and being outside in nature. So here I was in a retail pharmacy, four walls, people screaming at me, all stressed out, having health issues and I'm like, I can't do this anymore, I'm taking a break. (laughs) And so that was a huge decision and I like told my boss that I was living in my month and whatever did the change so I went out to be a yacht stewardess which was super right. random <laughs> very off very different um and uh while I was doing that it was kind of a way for me also to reconnect with myself and to get back to get control of my health again and to figure out what I really wanted to do I'm like Okay, it's not that I hate pharmacy, it's not that I hate healthcare in general, I, I love it. But I think I was just not in the right place. So, little by little, while doing the yachting thing, I just started reconnecting with myself and just started changing my lifestyle completely. Like, I started reading a lot about self development, about self growth, and about health. I discovered meditation, which I've never heard about until that point, incredibly. Um, I started changing my diet. I started doing yoga. And, you know, the whole thing, just like getting better within myself. And then I said, you know what, I I think I'm ready. At, At some point, I said, I'm ready to go back to pharmacy and give it another try and see what happens. And so I did. And I ended up back in Miami. And in Miami, I went to be the, I was the PIC of a compounding pharmacy, and it was a small pharmacy. And even though it was retail, it was so different because it was, first, it was a mail-order pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't see the, you don't have all the patients screaming at you or anything like that. It was all by phone, which was nice. But then at the same time, here I am again wanting to have that relationship and that contact with patients and really having that. Right. though the place i was working was awesome it was very interesting it was uh we were specializing in doing sialis gummy bears (laughs) (laughs) it was a whole different experience and i had even even in the big retail pharmacy in here i always had a great team and and not that i really appreciated. but then i saw myself again in a position where i'm like okay I, i i like what i'm doing but i'm not feeling like I'm helping people the way I want to help them. I I don't have that relationship with my clients that I would like to have or my patients. And one day I was doing a CE in Florida, and uh, this pharmacist was talking about that she was going to quit her job as a pharmacist in a hospital because she was passionate about preventive care, and she started studying health coaching. And I'm like, what? Health coaching? (laughs) what is that? Like, what are you talking about? And she started explaining me about it. And um, and I'm like, oh my God, like maybe this is the way I should go. Cause she was saying about how health coaches have this one-on-one connection with their clients and they can actually listen to their stories and see what's going on in their life. Not only like, oh, I'm having constipation or, or headaches or whatever. This, this like, my career is affecting me because of stress or I'm having this horrible relationship and that may be affecting my health. And so they take this holistic approach to health where they take a look at so many aspects of your life, such as nutrition, they take a look at your physical activity, your, your relationships, spirituality and everything. And then from there, they help you attain your goals, your health goals. And, and I loved it. I'm, like, here listening to him, like, oh, my God, you just changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while I was working at the compounding pharmacy, I decided to go into health coach. Uh, I started studying health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, or IIN. And, yeah, so it was challenging because I did, like, a smaller accelerated course, and I was working as the PIC and then in this pharmacy and it was really a a fairly new pharmacy. So it was a lot that had to be done just to get it like everything right for any inspections. So I was dealing with that plus going back and studying all day long. So it was a lot, but it was so worth it. Like I'm so happy I found it. And again, going back to the same thing. Now I can help people by creating a relationship with them, by knowing what's going on with their lives and taking the time to listen, you know, and that's something that I couldn't find in at least the environment that I was at in pharmacy. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
1: (laughs) Okay, so just for our listeners who may not be familiar, though most of them probably are familiar with pharmacy, PIC is pharmacist in charge or supervising pharmacist. So, yeah, that's quite a big role for a new independent pharmacy or any pharmacy for that matter. Uh, And then for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, I can totally relate because I did it while working pretty much full time. Um, So how did you make that work? Did you do their year long program? uh, And uh, did they teach you both the health coaching aspect and the business aspect of becoming a health coach and actually leading a business with it? And what did you do with that knowledge?
2: Well, I did the accelerated course, so it was a six month um, period of Mm -hmm. study. And then I did get both of the aspects of health coaching along with the business side. Uh, I do feel like it was very general in some parts, the, the business side especially because I wanted to go into online health coaching more so than personal because I was in the process of transitioning and moving from Miami back to Puerto Rico and I love traveling again so I, I, I wanted to have that freedom of just being able to move and I feel like that online business side of it like how to engage with people how to find your clients and all of that it was a little bit troubling for me so so I I don't feel like I got all of it from IAN but still I feel like if if you are opt for doing your health coaching especially in person I feel like they gave a really good foundation foundation, um, through the school.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I thought the introductory points on everything were great and um, just like pharmacy really, we became great generalists as pharmacists, we know a little bit about each disease state and each medication, but we don't necessarily specialize in any one thing as pharmacists generally. And same thing with the IIN, Institute for Integrated Nutrition. They kind of give you a really good foundation and intro to every every aspect of health that you may want to ask your clients about and the knowledge base for all of them. And as far as the business, I took the year-long program and I felt they had good steps, but I have to be honest, I didn't follow through all of their steps and yeah. the practical side of it. So I think if you get out of it what you put into it so if you actually followed all their coaching I think they it's it's very helpful and if you just do theoretical you know and didactic it's a little different than going out there and just doing it
2: but absolutely I think in almost every career like you get your studies and they teach you like the base of it and then you take it whatever you want to take it for example pharmacy I feel like If I wanted it to, like, take it further, like, maybe I should have gone through maybe doing a consultant pharmacist license. They don't really talk much about that in pharmacy school. Or you can go out and uh, work with a physician in their office and be the the MTM specialist in there. And those are little things that, like you said, if you have the foundation in the school, and then I feel like if you want to go further, then it's up to you to build that, you know, and take action and and go see how to do it and seek out people that have done it before. But but yeah, I agree.
1: (laughs) So talk to us a little about how you built your coaching practice and online coaching practice after you left IIN and what you had to do, you know, to fill the gaps between then and now.
2: Well, I started by myself. I started, okay, just following whatever IIN was telling us, like build your website and, and things like that. And But it got to a point that I'm like, okay, I've done everything and I'm not sure how to handle it from here, you know, like like how do I actually get the people and just finding my niche was really hard for me. Like even though I did all of the exercises, I'm like, okay, where should I go from there? So I decided to hire a coach, a business coach. Mm-hmm. and been the biggest help ever and they also teach me because I've always had a hard time looking for help you know like if I want to know something I just find like research it on the internet or, or whatever but getting help for something it's always been hard for me and when I decided to get help for a business it really teach me how how much you can get out of it you know like when when you're stuck in something instead of just wasting time researching it yourself and and just trying to find just collaborate with people look for the help that you need and and that's what i'm telling a lot of people now like if you need help with your stress levels if you need help with your help with your health reach out like get a coach It's, it's the most amazing thing ever you know you don't have to live by yourself and just waste time and time and time trying to reach your goal, if you can just reach out for help. And that's the big lesson I got from from just hiring a coach myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's such a thriving industry right now. And it's like a hot industry to be a life coach or a health coach or a business coach. But that's because people really thrive under that environment of being accountable to someone else, so before that person might have been your doctor, but with the way our healthcare is set up, it's very hard to connect to your doctor like that in, in terms of health coaching. So he, the doctor can't generally be your cheerleader and the person that will tell you step by step and sit with you and analyze your life um so I think this is where health coaches fit in and they give that connection and any kind of coach whatever your goal is they really help you get there and time is money so if you if you know you want to sit there and try to do it by yourself and become an expert in something it will take a lot of time probably money too because you have to invest in educational programs of some sort um, and getting a coach is you're investing your money, but you get an individualized approach. So it's just customized and catered to you.
2: Yeah, and I feel like also, both things the accountability part is so important because sometimes we just get lazy and we're like, okay, I know what I have to do. But if I have someone that's there waiting for me to say, okay, I'm taking action, I'm doing this and this, it's so big. And also the time aspect, like, for example for my own health journey like it took me a while to figure out what was going on with my body like how could i how could i release this like bloating that i had all the time or how can i relieve all of the headaches that i was having and how to deal with this and that and like even meditating, like it took me a while to figure out how to do it or, or how to set a routine in my everyday so I could have like more easeful more ease during my days. And all of that, it took me a long time. It took me years. It took me a lot of reading, a lot of investing in, in books and in time and, and, and everything. So that's what I like about health coaching. Like I already went through that and now I can help other people that may have the similar problems go through it in much more like less time or more <laughs> than it, you know, so much easier when you have somebody that knows how to do it, you know, instead of just looking for yourself all the time. So, I think it's great. I I love the whole coaching thing even if it's health or or business or everything. I think it's so useful.
1: So, how did you find your business coach and how long have you had to work with them in order to get up and running?
2: I found her through just social media uh I I had you know once you put out there that you're a health coach all of a sudden a whole bunch of business coaches you know start showing up in your feed <laughs> I love that you know <laughs> the internet knows what you're up to so it will just put whatever you need right in front of you and so I just had a lot of health coaches that were just reaching out and She never reached out, but I always, all the time, like, will see her content, and I kind of connected with her, because once you start getting to know the person, and see their videos, and, you know, when you feel a big connection with someone, like, almost right away, and I'm like... I'm liking this woman, like I like her style, she's similar to me in this and that way. And so one day I just reached out to her like, oh, I'm like in, I'm like researching, seeing if I can get a, a business coach and then we got on the phone and that was even better because that way we can really get to talk and really get to know each other and see if we were going to be a good match for working together and and yeah and that's that's how I did it and I once I talked to her on the phone and had that clarity call with her I was like I'm in <laughs> let's do it <that." laughs> and so we started working and everything just started moving pretty fast because for example my the program that I'm with her it's uh it's 12 weeks so it's it's a short time to get to where I want to be and so it was it's just like she's like okay let's start doing this and that and then I'm like oh my god I'm overwhelmed how am I gonna do this (laughs) every single week that I have with her I something new comes up and like I'm getting traction and it's just like awesome and in a short amount of time I was already seeing results with her so it's it's excellent coaching I'm telling you it's the best
1: (laughs) so after you completed the 12-week program did you have to have any more help on the business side or marketing side since then no because I'm still working with her oh you're still working Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm
2: still working with her we're still going through little things because there's always something to do you know there's always something new that you want to add on or or something else that that you might need help on so I'm I'm still with her so Mm
1: -hmm. awesome awesome Mm -hmm. it's that's what I actually read that When you're working with a health coach during that time, your productivity skyrockets because, again, you're accountable to them and, you know, you're answering to them every week. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to do things right for your by yourself, but it's almost easier to have somebody to answer to. So it's good. They keep you on your feet. They keep you on your toes. And then once you stop working with them, you might get back into your old ways. At least partially, you know, there's always that human capacity to kind of go back and be a little lazy. So it is a good idea to have once in a while, like these checkups and check-ins with somebody who you respect and who you are accountable to or in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're paying them makes you more accountable to them because you don't want to let your money go to waste. You want to see the results. (laughs) Absolutely. of your investments
2: yeah and then also at least with her like you also get into these groups of other women that are doing some similar things so you have all of a sudden a a community Mm -hmm. where you can ask questions where you can give feedback and you have support and and that's with almost every coach even if it's health coaching or business coaching or whatever a lot of times you get that so that's like the little extra of, of working with a coach which i love and you know nowadays in the health coaching for example or in the healthcare industry you don't have that you, you go to a physician's office you're not going to have people cheering up for you or, or trying to help you with whatever problem you have or you just go to the office get a prescription and, and leave and so that's the cool thing about health coaching and you have somebody there that's supporting you and you also can create a community of people that are having like the same issues that you have and that have the same goal as you do so it's pretty cool I'm so glad that pharmacist told me about it <laughs> and I've seen a lot of pharmacists not only not not transitioning fully to health coaching but just integrating health coaching with pharmacy which is pretty cool and I love it and I think eventually I will like love to do something maybe like that I also while I was doing my yachting thing, I was still studying and I was taking my MTN certification, and I think that's something that eventually I would love to do as well. Just combine like an MTN package with a health coaching package, and that way, it's like a whole, <laughs> the whole thing for the patient, and and that's cool about health coaching. You can integrate it with almost anything that you want to do. It can be pharmacy or functional medicine that's big now and then a lot of people are just integrating both things. So it's pretty exciting feel. A lot of opportunities.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. So right now, the really good thing about living right now in our times is social media aspect, like you said, with the groups and the support and communities. Even if you don't live in somebody's areas, you can still connect with them if you're going through a similar situation or have similar backgrounds and support one another. So that's really great. And right now, our patient model, the healthcare model is moving to a patient centered approach. I guess they've been trying to do this for some time, but it is challenging because of the time and the cost constraints. So having a pharmacist or a health coach on their healthcare team or maybe a nutritionist or a functional medicine practitioner is really, I think, um, a new trend that I see. So pe- people are trying to implement this in practice and, you know, these people have different pay grades and pay scales. So each one of them can help the patient within their own scope or specialty so that's really wonderful so both pharmacists and health coaches can find a place in in such practices that are in really integrative in this way so i think that's another great opportunity and i also agree with you that pharmacists have this almost natural you know tendency to look for health coaching or other integrative or holistic approaches because we care about our patients. We know so much about the drugs and the disease states. And if you can avoid taking a drug for something, isn't that wonderful that you can get your health back in another way with nutrition or lifestyle you know, habits rather than having to take a pill every single day for a chronic illness? So I think reducing the burden and the cost of drugs is such a wonderful approach you know, and that could be something that pharmacists offer in, in their practice and in their pharmacies. I just think the reimbursement model of what we do should be changed, you know, but I think it's all for the benefit of the patients, what we're doing and what we're expanding towards.
2: Yeah, and I, like you said, everything is going more towards patient care, even the way that, that like CMS is paying and everything is just more quality care instead of just quantity. But I think we still need to, there still need to be a lot of changes for it to actually, because even though now it's more quality uh, center and like they're paying for quality, it's still certain things or metrics that mm-hmm. positions, for example, have to meet. So when things become metrics, they're not coming from the heart. So you're not really doing things because you feel like, like helping people or whatever. You're just trying to check a few things off the list so you can get paid and that's the sad part of it. But I think little by little, we're getting there to the point that, that it's going back to what are we here for? We're here to care for the patients. We're here to provide, to use our knowledge for the betterment of others and not just to make money or, or to, to keep up with metrics. So I think little by little we'll get there and I'm seeing, I am love I love how it's evolving pharmacy cause, a lot of more pharmacists are saying like, okay, this, this is wrong what I'm doing here, just like stressing out at work and just like working to sell medications. A lot of pharmacists are going back into, no, I want to get people out of medications. I want to help them with their health in the proper way, not just poisoning and poisoning with a whole bunch of medications that most of the time they don't even need. So that's exciting just to see how people are gaining more conscience about that and moving towards a more holistic approach and more integrative approach to to pharmacy and health in general.
1: Yeah, like one of my high school teachers, I still remember, was making fun of my decision to to pharmacy because I was applying to pharmacy schools. And he said, oh, you're just going to be counting pills. Like, why don't you go be an engineer? You know, Like <laughs> what are you doing? So I think there is a misconception to what we actually do, because what people see us as doing in retail is literally, you know, counting pills and dispensing them. But there's just so much more we're capable of. And I would love to be on a higher, like more national level or even worldwide, just integrated into Coaching and consulting more with what what we know we could be helping so many more people rather than just giving them pills We can share a knowledge and get paid for that So I, I agree. I think it's going there slowly, but I think right now it's more of an individual one-on-one coaching as, as a business usually you know, the trend is one-on-one, but I think if we can integrate it into the career and the practice of pharmacy or, you know, somehow have it be part of, of the scope and the reimbursement model and show that the outcomes really work, you know, we need more data, we need more clinical or uh, like studies or assessments across the board of what are What are the outcomes of our coaching and our counseling and our MTM? Are we preventing illnesses and hospitalizations and things like that? So if insurances see that we're saving them money, perhaps they will start reimbursing and perhaps the whole system will slowly be able to change. But we need data for that and that takes time. Yeah, at least with MTM,
2: they've been really proactive in, in doing a lot of research and just like seeing how positive, almost every study comes out with positive outcomes out of pharmacists providing MTM in the community and doctor's office and all of that. But yeah, when it comes to health coaching, then that's probably going to take <laughs> way more time because it's just something that it's not new, but it's now that people are starting to hear about it and it's becoming like a big thing. But I'm sure once they start doing any kind of research, they're going to, it's going to be evident that so much help and it's going to save so much money and the results are just going to be amazing when it's everything is combined, you know, health cannot be only about going to the doctor and taking a pill, you know, health comes from so many areas of your life because think about it. If you have a bad relationship, you're going to be sad or depressed or whatever. That's going to lead you to not eat well, whether that is stop eating or eating just Foods that are not uh, nourishing for you, and so that's going to affect your health. If you are having a bad job that is stressing you out, it's going to increase your cortisol levels, and everything is just going to start um, slowing down for you in, in health-wise. So it's it's just taking that approach of looking at everything, and, and they're going to start seeing if they they would do research or whatever. They're just going to start seeing how much of, or how much better the results are going to be just taking a look at health. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so yeah well hopefully we'll, we'll get to see a change and I, I think we're already seeing the change just it just takes time and just this getting out there and letting people know that these services are available because that's another thing like for me, I didn't know health coaching was available until somebody told me and it launched in a seat, you know, <laughs> and, and just like spreading the word about it and, and just making people know that there's options, that it's not only the physician and it's not only the psychiatrist or it's not only the nutritionist, like we can all work together and collaborate and fill in the gaps that are currently in healthcare and just letting people know that that's available, that you can do something about it and, you know see where that goes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, the other problem is that right now only people who can afford it can invest in a coach. Um, But somebody may be interested, but may just not have the resources or the means to go and hire one. So I think once it does reach a bigger stage and have those data and results and outcomes, it might have more accessibility towards people that might be interested but can't afford it. And hopefully the insurances will start picking it up and helping those people that want to hire one but just don't have the means. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that all these stressors that you mentioned, like being lonely, being having a bad relationship, or not being um, satisfied in their careers, they might not even make those associations that that's what's making them sick or, you know, overweight or unhappy or depressed. So I think it's just, you know, all of us may be in healthcare, I take it as second nature. Okay, let me analyze all this or people that had health coaching training, but some people just have no clue, like, why do they feel like this? And they need, they need the support and the help to figure it out and figure out exactly what in their life is making them sick. Sometimes it's not the food at all. And that's often what we we claim to help people with as health coaching, but it's so much more than just the food.
2: And even us in healthcare, like, I, I help women in the healthcare industry to get healthier and to uh, deal with their stress levels and create a time for self-care and for introspection and all of that. Because even us in healthcare, we think... We have this mind of what healthy is, and it's almost the same as most people. Just thinking about, oh, I'm just not eating right, or or I'm just getting old, or whatever, and and you don't connect like other aspects of your life. And and because we go to pharmacy school, for example, we don't we don't get we yeah we learn about nutrition, but just the basics, but. Like nobody told us about eating more vegetables, <laughs> 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 you know? and the effect that that could have on our health, and and nobody really mentioned about if you're working in a very stressful environment, it could cause you this and this and that in your body, you know. And so, even in healthcare, that that mentality has to change. Like health, it's it's an all around thing. It's so many things that are affecting you. And and I specialize in helping women in the healthcare industry to regain that health that they lost on some point due to a stressful job situation. And so that's important too, like it's, it's not only just the general public, it's we need to make other people aware of that within the healthcare industry. We need to lead by example, like how are you gonna go ahead and, and tell your patients, oh, you need to eat better and, and, and relax or whatever when you yourself are not doing it and you're not caring for yourself, that's just gonna show. And so that's that's my main mission, just like we need to lead by example. Like If you care, care for yourself, then you're gonna be able to care for others. And then you, a lot of people in healthcare, just like happened to me, we started like with all of the stress that we go through, we started losing motivation and losing empathy for patients. And we need to go back to remembering like, why did I get into healthcare industry for? Why did I become a pharmacist? What was my mission and my purpose and just like regain that back so that way we can better help others and just just not treat people like numbers, you know, that's, that's what's the main thing for me in retail, I felt like I was treating people like numbers and I, it just took a toll on me, I'm like, oh my god, I feel horrible about this, like this is not the person I wanted to be and this is not what I came here for. And so I think it's important to make awareness within the healthcare industry, to care for yourself, to, to know what health really is, and then from there they can spread the message and and the practices to their patients and help them in an even better way, you know.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that you're using your own personal experience and story and health challenges to lead by example and to show that you can overcome it, you know, and you know because you've done it and that you're choosing to educate others that may be going through the same things because I think leading by example is so powerful it's not just what you can read in a book and theorize about but listen this is possible this happens and I can show you how I did it so I think that's really really wonderful and strong and I think people forgot yeah as even people in the healthcare industry forget the basics of health you know the WHO, the World Health Organization, has defined it as a combination of mental, spiritual, and physical health, that's health, you know, overall. And a lot of times we just focus on the physical, and when you go to a doctor, you get a physical, you get lab work, you get assessed for, you know, what's going on in your body. And then maybe you have a psychiatrist or a psychologist that you go to, or a church or some kind of religious you know foundation that you practice for your other health needs the spiritual and the mental but it's so fragmented you know and we forget that it's all tied to this whole picture of health the entire thing so it's an integration of all those things and unless you have that you might start to have issues in your body but it may be due to something like a you know something of faith related or spiritual related or anything else and I think we just need to look at the person as a whole and doctors a lot of the times they're they're kind of like body mechanics you know like they know exactly the function of each part and uh, they can fix you but they can't really fix you if they're not addressing like what is the issue outside of your physical manifestations
2: yeah, and even the root cause, you know, like, what is causing that? Like, yeah, you'll come because you have acid reflux. Okay, fine, we'll just treat the acid reflux and just mask it. But then what is it? Is it only the food that it's giving you that? Or is it something more mental that's going on that that's reflecting on that part of your body, for example? So definitely it's just not only looking one thing, it's just looking at the body and health as a whole.
1: Yeah, and I think it the question why is not often asked, you know, like how is a question that's often asked by doctor. Oh, how is this working? How can we give a pill that fixes this? Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: they don't ask why, why did this person develop this? Why did this specific person get this specific symptom? You know, like why did it show up in this way? Why did it present in this way? Because for every person, the cause, the root cause can be so different. And just as assessing for the symptoms and the outcomes is going to be very different than addressing the root cause and preventing that problem from manifesting in the first place, because you're actually addressing what, why it happened, you know. So I think that's very important. Yeah, and you mentioned like,
2: that specific thing, preventing, like that's so important. Like Yes, you want to Figure out whatever is happening and just like get all those symptoms that you're having out. But then you want to know the root cause because you want to prevent that from happening in the future. And that's key. Like that's so important. if you want to change all of this statistics about chronic disease, about cancer, about all of this inflammatory diseases, we need to take a look at the root cause of them. And not only the physical root cause, the mental uh, root cause to the emotional root cause. And that way you can prevent it. That way you can take action toward having lifestyle changes. And how you don't have to deal with all of that eventually, you know? And, and it's important to spread the word about that. Prevention is the key for all of this. You don't want to be spending all of the money that you're saving for retirement just to spend it on pills when you're older, right? Like, I, I think it's so important. I'm so passionate about talking about prevention. You know, it's, it's such a key aspect of health. And, and I feel like a lot of people don't think about that. They just think about what's going on right now. I don't want to deal with it. I want it out. And then that's it. <laughs> and, and then the easy way out is just taking pills. And yes, pills, I, I'm not against, obviously, I'm not against pills. It's, it's <laughs> a place. It, and it's, you know, it saves lives and, and it helps so much. But it's the overuse of them, you know, that, that kills me. It's like people just depend on it instead of taking responsibility of their health and saying okay you know what if I just change this and that for my lifestyle then I don't have to take those pills and I I wish a lot of people to see that sadly that's not the way that you know we we get exposed to so many commercials for example about this pill and that pill and it's just so easy take a pill that's it you solve the problem but they don't see that it causes yeah it'll help you some way but it can cause other damages in the body or side effects can show up as side effects and you don't want that. You want to treat the root cause, see what's happening, and prevent that from happening eventually. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think a lot of people are caught up in like society's views on things and the way things have been done, you know, so they don't really question it because it's been done this way and it's easy. It's easy to go and take a pill. It's hard to go and assess yourself and work through it and you know have like this whole self-analysis and consciousness. It's a process and not everybody's willing to it. People are resistant to it because they don't want to find out like negative things about themselves or really look inward. Um but but we as pharmacists that dispense all of these pills, I personally do feel, you know, a sense of responsibility and a sense of uh, that I I wish that I could help this patient reduce their burden and, you know, do, do something else for them and counsel them in a way that can reduce their medication burden and improve their quality of life. So um, so it's a fine line, but just like, you know, you mentioned the marketing, the opioid crisis and now that they're holding pharmaceutical companies responsible for the marketing and distribution and the educational material that the doctors got and promotions and things like that. By the way, the documentary, The Pharmacist, I highly recommend it. <laughs>
2: I haven't started watching it, but I've been, because I, I barely watch any TV, but I've seen a lot of people talk about it. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should just sit down an evening and just see what, what's going on. But I've heard it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like that, you know, it's this one class of medications that's so dangerous. And now it has such a bad rep, but before it was prescribed left and right. And, <laughs> you know, people definitely abused it. And I think that could happen to a lot of other classes. They may not be as overtly dangerous and addictive, but a lot of them are are used every day, you know, and you depend on them. You do develop a tolerance. You do need to raise doses for a lot of our classes of medications, Mm -hmm. and you can't just abruptly discontinue a lot of them. So in a way, we are having these people dependent on these crutches when they could easily learn habits to reduce their doses and burden overall. Maybe they will still need to take a few pills, but not like 15, 20 pills a day that I see people taking. Oh well, yeah, for example, my dad, he
2: has all of the regular chronic diseases. He's had hypertension, diabetes, he went through cancer not too long ago. And only a, a simple, one simple pill, he was taking Santa, like, every single day for a long, long time. I'm like, Dad, why are you taking that? Late? He's like, no, if I don't take it, I go to bed and I have all of this acid reflux and, and heartburn and I can't deal. I'm like, Dad, okay, so at uh, what time are you eating? He's like, I'm eating like at 9 p.m. And then I go to bed at uh, 10, 10.30. I'm like, okay so, <laughs> so, okay, so let's change that. Try not to eat after 6 p.m. and see what happens. And then instead of taking the pill, Take a ginger tea after you're done and, and see, see what happens. Just try it for a week. If you don't like it, fine, go back to the pill. He tried it. Within a week, he was like, I don't need the pill anymore. And he's been taking that for years. And I'm like, you see that? Just like small changes. It doesn't have to be anything big, little by little. Just a small change just to prevent that from happening. And you don't have to depend on the pill and spend money on the pill. And I wish a lot of people will see that. Like, it's it just. Little by little, you take small changes at a time, and eventually you don't have to deal with all of this buying pills and going to the doctor so often. Your health is just going to improve just by little habits that you start doing. And if you have a coach for that, it's even better because, again, you have that accountability You know you have that guidance for it. Because I know it's difficult. Sometimes we have so much information on the Internet. And and it's like, okay, what should I do? Should I get in this diet or that diet? Should I be taking this juice? Or should I be doing smoothies? Or should I be... Like, there's so much information. And that's how I think it's a big part of that health coaching aspect that you get to to know the client's life. Like, what's going on? and, And just individualize whatever things you want to, that person, whatever goal that person has, and you individualize the recommendations for that specific person. And I love that about health coaching, but I wish people would spread the word out about it. because It's it's, it's such a simple way of improving your health, improving your
1: lifestyle. Yeah, you end up saving a lot of time and trial and effort, you know, trial and and failure yeah. trying this try that you know you end up cutting out a lot of the legwork and just recommending things that are more likely to work for that patient which is amazing
2: mm-hmm. and then if, if you like i mentioned earlier if you ever as a pharmacist want to combine like something like mtm with health coaching it's even better because then that way you're specializing more like it's if the person already have a whole bunch of medications a person can have a lot of interactions with natural things and that person may even have no idea because it's natural right yeah and so so i think that's that's a great combination of pharmacy and health coaching because you can help further like people that are already with chronic diseases that people are already dealing with like maybe cancer is a little bit out there right it's more difficult but but just like chronic diseases they already have medications and you can help them so much as a pharmacist just with the knowledge that you gain from pharmacy school and then combining it with the health coaching i think it's an amazing combination so
1: yeah so i think there's a two-fold issue happening so one is on an individual level we're trying to help these people uh, save their money save their health save their time and energy and then another issue is that we're all affected by this burden. We all put the money from our taxes and everything into the healthcare system that's not very well uh, using these resources, you know, not to the best of their ability. So we're spending all the money for issues that could be maybe circumvented or solved without medications. And then there's drug shortages and... You know, there's drug um, issues, like they found some problems in a manufacturing plant and recalls and all these things, you know, and it's a burden. So, we could do at an individual level, you know, like take inventory and take stock. And then also, overall, just if we lower all of this burden across the board, we can have more money and resources for other health, you know, healthcare needs that may pop up and use them better. And I think also we didn't talk a lot about the environments and, you know, epigenetics that some people may want to go and specialize in like the genes and gene therapy and all of these things which are wonderful and useful and great and very specialized. But also a lot of those genes turn on and off based on our environments. So I think if we all... Are aware of this and start working towards lowering the toxic burden of living in our, our environment. You know, whether it's under stress or, you know, having mold in your home or all the emissions and the oil, you know, runoff that we ha- have facing us. If on a larger scale, like all of us need to also focus on renewable energy and sustainable resources so that we can we can promise our future generations, you know, some kind of life on this earth. Right. it's
2: all connected. At the end of the day, everything is connected, like, everything... Our health is affected by the same way that we affect our environment, or, or, or the amount of animal consumption that we have. It's just such a big connection in between everything, and a lot of people don't see that big picture. But now that you also mentioned our environment and you were mentioning epigenetics and everything, I, it reminded me also that a lot of times nowadays people overcomplicate health. Like, like okay, I, I need to make this exams and then get this tested. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. I think it's amazing. But sometimes we need to get back to the basics. Like, just reconnect with... With our basic human nature and we connect with the environment that we live in like many times for example we're just working in our offices or working in a pharmacy or working in a hospital whatever we're working we're closed out and we just go back home and watch tv or whatever like why don't you reconnect a little bit more with nature and go outside and breathe fresh air and, and just get a little bit of sun only that will will improve your health so much like like I, I, love making things simple. And again, I'm all up for big exams and like food te- uh, sensitivity testing. Cause I did it also. Um, like all of this DNA testing, it's amazing. And I, but I feel like a lot of people need to get back to the basics. Like, eat better, eat more nourishing foods, have good connections with people. Like, have healthy relationships, be in a job that you like, that you enjoy. That will give you so much like energy do instead of just sitting down watching tv go do some sort of activity uh, healthy uh, cooking during your evening or or go ride a bicycle with a friend or you know simple things like that make such a big impact on your health that people get so caught up in just like big big things like pills or services (laughs) or 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 whatever no let's just try to go back to our human nature let's just Try to live with the seasons, try to live in accordance with an environment. I think that's such a, a big difference in our health and at least for me it was like just reconnecting with okay I'm a human being what will get me better well I probably should eat better and start eating processed foods and I probably should be outside a little bit more you know. I don't know if you heard about how they call it nature prescriptions or... Something. Forest bathing? I'm sorry?
1: Forest bathing? Yeah, forest bathing, like it's amazing, people
2: actually pr- prescribe that, like you have to be 30 minutes on the park, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, or whatever, and it's it's so true, it's just reconnecting, we're all on energy, right, so just reconnecting with your environment just fills you up with so much energy, and actually starts getting you better as in health-wise and mentally-wise, it's, it's amazing how just going back to basics can help you so much, instead of just Getting caught up in all of this technology and whatever else or whatever you want to go do with your health is just amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those are such great points. And I think a lot of people just underestimate the power of these basic tips and they almost don't think that they'll work you know like oh no that can't possibly help me but trust me you know just try it out get some better rest and some better sleep and go outside and get some sun vitamin d right from the source and you know check it out do do a little experiment at home and I also think a lot of people don't ha- are not connected with a purpose, you know, a life mission, and that is a big, big problem for health because the person doesn't really know what's their purpose, what are they here to do on earth and in this life. So a lot of time, if they realize, OK, I want to spend more times with my grandkids, you know, I want to be healthier and live longer so I could be with my family or, you know, I want to change my career or I want to give back to the community if they have some kind of like greater purpose and they give back to society or their family or, you know, just giving back instead of just. Um, taking or being egocentric, I think that's such a big, powerful, you know, health motivator, and just, you know, you you just get healthier, you feel better, because you know, you are living with purpose.
2: Yeah, and I feel a lot of that comes from just the business that, that we're going through every single day, people are just working, 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 or just like, come back from work, watch TV, and that's it, and, and they don't, they stop connecting with themselves, like, just a little journaling, one, like, every day it goes of, goes really far, just, like, trying to figure out what you want out of life, like, what is it, like, what what's your, your dream in life, is it a car, a, a house, like, okay, fine, why, like, finding out the why, and, and why you want to achieve those things, and just reconnecting with yourself, is It's probably not the car or whatever you want. You want the recognition. Okay, why do you want that? (laughs) Like, what's the purpose of it? Like, I feel a lot of people just disconnect with themselves completely. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. And and like you said, so they they don't have the motivation to get better, to get healthier, to even live. Like, they're just like zombies going through life. And I agree. If you find that purpose of what you want to do in life and why you want to do it, it makes such a big difference, like, and not only for yourself, but then for others. It's like you said, you're giving. It's not only receiving, receiving, or just you're giving something back. And that feeling, one of the best feelings in the world. Like, once you give, it's it's, it's way more satisfying than than just getting, 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 getting. Just getting is, receiving is just like okay, it's nice, but it won't fill you up at all. And, And I think it's very important to get people to reconnect with themselves. And that's a lot of what I did because I feel I disconnected with myself when I was working in that super stressful environment. And once I decided, okay, I need to work on myself. Like, how do I do it? Fine. I I, I figure out how to do it eventually. And it changed my life. Just reconnected with my purpose. And I'm like, okay, now I'm ready. I, I was just. Being in my inside of myself a lot, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to go out there and live that purpose and help people out and and start giving and giving, kind of like to receive back, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you're uh, you're a, really altruistic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so important. I think it's so important to find your purpose, and that way you can just do better. Like, how, like how would I say it? Just once you find your purpose and you're able. To give all of that and, and, and just no expectations out of it, it's, it's so fulfilling, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Gina, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I feel like I can talk to you for hours on this topic. So we have just a couple minutes. Would you be up for some rapid fire questions? Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um. So on the topic of your purpose and your mission, can you tell us what your mission is? my mission in general is
2: to make to let people see that you can have the life that you want like you don't have to be stuck in a life that you're not happy with or situations you're not happy with you can move forward you can take action towards that life that you want but you sometimes need to seek help you sometimes need to whatever that help means whether it's reading a book or 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 moving or changing your job or eating better whatever that is you you just it's possible you know you don't have to be stuck in whatever society tells you you have to be stuck and you need to take action and have that life that you really want because that's the purpose of being here right so my mission is to help people see that that's possible that you can have the life that you want
1: i love that you're never stuck or trapped in a corner you always have a choice Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the number one thing listeners can do right now to improve their quality of life? Ooh, that's a big <laughs>
2: one. I they can improve their quality of life. I would say make time for themselves. Make time to reconnect with themselves. I think that will be the number one thing.
1: <laughs> what's your favorite hobby or pastime?
2: My favorite hobby is Right now, it's reading. <laughs> that's the number one thing I do every day. Read, read, read.
1: Okay, and what's your favorite beverage?
2: Kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> I love kombucha. I'm obsessed.
1: Good one, good one. Okay, so why don't you just tell the audience how they can learn more about you, where to get in touch, and where to look you up. Okay, so right now, I'm very active in social media, so
2: I think that's the first place that they can look just learn about me. I'm always putting about like health. Um, I'm talking about health, obviously, all the time, but I also post a little bit about my life and everything. So you can find me on Facebook um, at MintLiferx. And you can also find me on Instagram. It's gonna be gina dot suarez, my last name, dot coach. And uh, also you can send me an email directly at info. Um, it's gonna be info at mintliferx.com.
1: Okay, I'll have all of that in the show notes for our listeners. Thank you again so much for your time today with us, sharing your wonderful story, and good luck with everything.
2: Thank you so much. This is really fun. I'm
1: so glad we did this. Thank you. All right, keep in touch, Gina. Okay, take care. Bye. bye -bye. As always, please send
0: any questions, inquiries, requests to me. My email is marina at rawfork.com or just go on my website rawfork.com
1: leave me a note there thank you and have a great week ahead